Today, we're wrapping up our theme of L-I-G-H-T. Love is God's healing touch. That beautiful light theme for the month, and we're going to set the tone for the year. Today, we're going to focus on being the light. We're going to focus on it and become it. But before we become it, we must be consciously connected to the source of it. Now, I read a transcription of a text conversation that gave me a giggle, and it made me wonder um, how many people tried this after reading it, but it, it calls to mind my previous point. So a young man from the U.S. and his friend in the U.K. were texting one night when the Brit began to tell the story of his enlightening experience. He says, I don't know about the bulbs in America, but in England, they put a warning on the package. Do not put this into your mouth. Who would be dumb enough to put a light bulb in their mouth, said the American. Whoever inspired the the manufacturers to put a warning like that on the package must have been real hungry. Well, said the English lad, I mentioned the warning to a friend who said that in the first grade, he heard that if you put the bulb in your mouth, you can't take it out. So I said, he continued, it was silly to believe some elementary school urban legend without actually looking for the truth. So I bought a bulb. And I bought a bottle of oil, too, just in case. I thought to myself, well, if you can slide the bulb in, according to physics, of course you can take it out. It's just reverse direction. So I slid the bulb in very easily, thinking to myself, I can't wait to prove that first grade story wrong. And that's where things went awry. I couldn't take the bulb out. I started to pour oil in my mouth, but half a bottle of oil ended up in my stomach and the bulb was still stuck. So I thought I should call 999, that's British 911. But I realized I couldn't talk with the bulb in my mouth. So I wrote it down, and I brought it to my neighbor, and the note said, please call a taxi for me so I can go to the hospital. The taxi came, and the driver couldn't stop laughing at me. He looked in the mirror and said, oh, mate, your mouth must be too small. If it was me, I could definitely take it out. So we get to the hospital, and I wait for two long hours. Everyone who was there before me was gone. And when they finally called me and the nurse started yelling at me like she was my mom. Why would you do such a thing? There are people with real emergencies. You could have avoided this and not wasted our time. Blah, blah, blah. Finally, the doctor comes in, stuffs my mouth with gauze, breaks the bulb, and carefully removes the glass. I thought, whew. Finally done and started to leave, but as I was walking out of the hospital, I saw someone else with the bulb in their mouth walking toward me. It was the taxi driver. (laughs) Yeah, he definitely learned a lesson, and so did the taxi driver, we hope. And for anyone curious, let's just stop you now. It is a fact The bulb's shape makes it easy to get past your teeth, but once that large part is passed, your teeth prevent it from being able to come back out. So don't try it, or you'll wind up in an emergency room too. But I told you that story because before we can be the light, 
We must know how to connect with the light and claim it as our own, not as these guys did, but in a very real internal way through the path of illumination, also known as the path to enlightenment. Illumination, living in the light, it speaks of spiritual awakening, waking up from our dream of duality into the awareness of oneness with all creation. Most of us in here are familiar with um, Paramahansa Yogananda, right? Most of us. Well, reading transcripts from some of his talks inspired a lot of what we're going to look at today. And he said, he said many of the very same things that our founder and all the subsequent ministers have been saying since the beginning. But he did it in a beautiful way that was unique to him. And so I wanted to share some of his words. He said, Behind the light in every bulb is a great dynamic current. Beneath every little wave is the vast ocean, which has become the many waves. So it is with human beings. Do not in any way minimize the power of the little wave that has been battered by the big waves. Somebody needs to say to it, little wave, what's the matter with you? Don't you see that the whole ocean is behind you? You are a bulge of the great ocean. Don't look to your little body. Look within. What you are is much greater than anything or anyone else you have ever yearned for. God is manifest in you in a way that he is not manifest in any other human being. Your face is unlike anyone else's. Your soul is unlike anyone else's. You are sufficient unto yourself. For within your soul lies the greatest treasure of all, God. To be the light, you must know that you are more than your stories. You are more than your history and you must embrace all of yourself while being free to let go of that which no longer serves you or others. Are we prisoners of our history, of our family, of our past stories? How do we limit ourselves by these stories and relive them and find new ways to let them shape our lives over and over? Whether by replaying the little mental videos to ourselves on a loop or by making assumptions about others in the world based on our experiences, or by hiding from opportunities because of the fear those experiences might cause, or in myriad other ways. But here's the truth. It's the truth that not enough people are saying out loud so that the millions of suffering people can hear it and heal. The truth is, Beneath the stories, beneath the diagnoses, we are all expressions of the Most High. We are beings fully equipped with inner voices of strength and wisdom and grace 
and light. We all have the same divine beginnings. We all have access to the same universal laws that are impersonal. It doesn't matter who, what they've done or haven't done, what's been done to them or what's controlled them. We all possess that divine link to the eternal. Jesus said in Matthew 5:16, "You are the light of the world." It is interesting that he did not say, "You are the light of the world" if you grew up in a loving, supporting, supportive two-parent biological family and had no sorrow in your life. Nor did he say, "You are the light of the world if you were never violated or harmed, if you've never had illness or grief, if you've never made any mistakes or messed up something in your life. No, he simply said, you are the light of the world. And then he went on to say, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. And let us also remember that he said in Luke 17:21, neither can he say, lo, it is here, or lo, it is there, for the kingdom of heaven is within you. Think about those two tying together. That they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven, which is located within you. Same guy made the same statement. Said another way, try to memorize this. Let your light so shine before all that the world may see the good you bring and glorify your Father in the heaven which is within you. The heaven which is within them. That your good works may inspire them to connect with that heaven within them. You are the light. You have everything you need to be the light in your life. Just be it. We're going to enter into that powerful meditation I mentioned. So um, sit comfortably with your feet flat on the floor. Put your hands in your lap, palms up. Straighten your back. Relax your shoulders, your face, and gradually move that relaxation down through the rest of your body, all the way down to your toes. Feel how you've become still, unmoving, and as one with your surroundings, existing in perfect harmony with the seat beneath you, with the room surrounding you. Now allow your awareness to recognize that this harmony you feel is the very same everyone else in this space is feeling. And in recognizing this, recognize also your connection to each of them. All of us together in one cohesive state of consciousness. And now, with all of this realized unity, we allow our conscious mind 
to awaken and touch into the divine. We are now open to exploring the idea of being the light or enlightenment with curiosity, with openness, not merely as a cool experience or something we've heard spoken of in spiritual circles and in spiritual literature, but as a doorway which we might pass through as we open up our being to become the greatest benefit to the people and the world around us. For a moment, focus on your breath. As you breathe in through the nose and out, through the mouth. Notice how it causes your chest to rise and fall, your belly to expand and contract. Put all of your attention into this awareness of breath so that you become fixed in the present, in this space and this moment. It's okay if other thoughts and feelings appear as you try to focus on your breath. Just let them pass by without pulling them forward and without pushing them away. Bringing your attention back to your breath as you allow them to drift through without engagement. The mindfulness we've cultivated in our breath is part of of our path to enlightenment, to our permanent state of shining light. In this open-minded state, we're not trying to rid ourselves of disturbing thoughts and emotions. It is said that even highly realized, enlightened individuals have disturbing thoughts which arise. Feelings of fear, sadness, anger, shame. But they no longer identify with those thoughts. And so we too simply let them pass by. Let them pass by without allowing them to take hold in our mind because we know that we are far greater than any thought we could have might be. Beneath our thoughts and feelings, there is a softer, smoother, more fluid way that we exist. Beneath our preferences, beneath our personality. This clarity and awareness of mind is specific, yet changing all the time. For a moment, allow your mind to look at itself. Probe beneath your thoughts and feelings to that gentle state of mind, which is said to be the seed of our enlightenment. This is divine mind. This is that which lies at the center of all our beings. It is luminous, reflective, clear, 
and full of deep knowing. Some call it God. Some call it our Buddha nature. Whatever we call it, it has always been there inside us, waiting to be discovered. And having discovered it, we are now aware that life is never in a state of permanence. It is and always will be changing at every moment. And so connected with this divine mind, we become like children, looking forward with joyful anticipation for what the future may hold. For we know that all emotions, all challenges, all struggles, all hurts, all fears, all joys, all celebrations, all victories, all pleasures, all are inevitable parts of our experience, which we get to live through, accepting and joyfully looking forward to the positive while peacefully and serenely awaiting and living through the less pleasant parts of our experience. These are another part of enlightenment. And that joyful anticipation and serene acceptance leads to deep, lasting happiness. Now knowing that these things are true for us, impermanence, change, wishing happiness and serenity for ourselves, we can see that these things are true for everyone in the world. Say to yourself, in this way, I and all beings are the same and love The greatest form of love is the recognition of that sameness. And now, in realizing our common cause, our common desires as living beings, we wish for all beings to have happiness. We strongly connect with this realization. We wish for all all beings, to have happiness. When we feel this realization strongly, we go beyond a simple wish for happiness and seek to do whatever we can to be a cause for their happiness and their freedom from suffering. We innately boost and enhance our qualities of kindness, generosity, patience, and wisdom to their ultimate perfection. Knowing that in as much as those qualities are amplified, so too our love expands to its greatest capacity without bias 
without exhaustion, without fear. We see that all of our activities can become ways to benefit others if we approach them with mindful, open presence. If we give the people we are with our unbiased kindness and love and affection, if, as we enjoy something wonderful, we in that moment imagine universalizing it. We imagine everyone experiencing such pleasures and we imagine sharing with them. And if seemingly bad things happen in our lives, we imagine that we take away some of the suffering of others so that our misfortune can become a cause for compassion and healing, another step on the path toward enlightenment. Now imagine yourself for a moment in such a perfected state of altruistic love and compassion and kindness that you are spiritually in a more highly evolved form. A form far beyond your present understanding, yet one readily attainable to one who seeks without reservation. And see yourself as you exist in this evolved spiritual form, retaining the personality and particulars of this present life. Without changing your job or your family and friends, but rather simply embodying by everyday example love and compassion and a deep understanding of life's ever-changing experiences without outwardly changing at all. Keeping your inner evolution a quiet secret that manifests as joy and presence and generosity for all the people around you. It is an inner development which results in outer good. In the Satori view of Buddhism, it is said that enlightenment is a beginning the point where you become rooted in present awareness, love, and compassion, and in your deepest nature and capacity for open and present love. It is a state where you continue to grow in never-ending ways. As you are now open to the idea of moving toward your greatest capacity for good, to discovering it inside yourself and allowing it to ever expand, you realize that measuring your progress is not accomplished by the number of minutes you meditate or study, but by your capacity to pay attention to the people around you, 
to see impermanence and change as a natural way of being, to rest in the present and be content even in the chaos, and to use every experience, thought, and feeling as a way to be God's healing touch in the world. You have contained within you the entire universe, all the intelligence and love of God is contained within the light of which you are made. So let your light so shine in the world that others may see it and seek to further expand their own. And we say, so let it be. And so it is.